Okay, go. What's up, fight fans? Welcome back to Split Decision MMA, your once weekly MMA podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, we can get back to that. Semi live from the SynCal studios here in Modesto at SynCal Industries, uh, sponsored by My MMA News, HealthLabs.com. Uh, yeah, so we are back trying to bring you some information on some fights that are coming up tomorrow, right? Yeah, we got a big fight card tomorrow. Yeah. We have some fights to talk about. I know we've missed a couple fights, but, you know, with this whole, my favorite, this whole shit going on, things have been a little weird. So <laughs> we're trying to get back into it and uh, bring to yeah, you. Weird on top of weird on top of weird. Yeah. My bingo card is really filling up. I mean, it's just got <laughs> weird markings on it now. You know, <laughs> we got. I, I like I like the uh, the meme out there. It's like where the lady's outside. She's like, I'm checking what what chapter of revelations are we in today? Yeah, you know, I like, through like, was this in the apocalypse <laughs> book? No, no, no. What's this one? Like, what about this one? Like, yeah, some weird stuff like, going on. Yeah. Uh, so Crazy. yeah, let's, let's get into some of the things that have been going on. First and foremost, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. You got Tim Sylvia. Uh, uh, having some issues with his arm. It's like his arm is rotting from the inside because those those screws and the plates that he put in from when he fought uh, Frank Mir back in the day are now starting to back themselves out. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't think so either. Like, how is it? How do you live that long uh, with those things in your arm, and all of a sudden your body starts rejecting it? Like, that just seems a little a little crazy, right? I'm not, I'm not just rejecting it. How are they backing out? I mean. Let's see. Nails. I know nails do that like on, on wood and stuff, but I've never heard a screws backing out of a body. But obviously it happens. 2004 is when this happened. He got his arm snapped by uh, Frank Mir. And uh, yeah, so he's got some weird rotting going on in those screws. Very strange. And I guess there's a GoFundMe to help Tim Sylvia because he can't pay for it himself. I don't know. Maybe if he... I just remember the old stories of Tim Sylvia walking around with his UFC belt around his waist to like Walmart and like sleeping in it and stuff like that. So maybe if he sold that belt, it would help. I'm sure that belt's already gone. I got to believe Tim Sylvia. I mean, I know at one point the dude got up to like almost 400 pounds and he wouldn't be able to wear the belt anyway, but what could you get for that belt? I mean, is that those belts back in the day where they gold or anything? Yeah. You know, like, no? yeah, yeah. yeah it's a little jewels in it and stuff. I got to believe you get something right. Well, maybe maybe you can just hawk the jewels then. You don't have to sell the whole belt. Just hawk the <laughs> <jewels>. <laughs> um, and then you got uh, what was the other little bit of quick news I saw? Oh yeah, Vanderlei Silva got hit on his bike by a car. He got ran over. He got ran over by John Jones. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, that's the rumor. Yeah, Vanderlei Silva. Let's bring up that story. Vanderlei Silva uh, hit on by a car on his bike and fractured his foot. He said, if I wasn't wearing a helmet, I would have died. Yeah, his face looked pretty bad. He He had a pretty good bump. Pretty beat up. Yeah, man. Uh, But, yeah, hopefully uh, Vanderlei Silva recovers from that. That's that's some craziness there. Uh, But, anyway, let's get into the other news. Obviously, we got uh, John Jones. John Jones back in the news because John Jones um, asked for a fight with Francis Naganyu, which to me is pretty gangster. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, dude, to to go to be one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time, regardless of the asterisks of 
steroid abuse and or uh, the picograms and all the controversy and the DUIs and the cocaine and all the all, whatever you want to asterisk on side of John Jones. I mean, we've talked about this before. He's still one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And everybody said at some point he would move up to heavyweight. So for him to go up and after watching the fight that uh, Nagano had, what was that, two cards ago? Right. But, I mean, that wasn't a fight. Uh, that, was a guy, that was a guy who took some punches from Nagano. It's very right, true. Very true. true. You know? It happened very, very quickly. But uh, <laughs> still, to, to watch that fight – um, and then go, you know what? I, everyone talks about this guy. He's a, a, a he's a heavy, heavy hitter. He's a big, you know, a, a big name in the heavyweight division. I'm going to now ask for that fight. To me, that's pretty gangster. I'll give it to John Jones. I'll, I'll give him give him a tip of the hat for for doing that. Uh, Dana White flat out told him no, I guess. Again, and he claims that it was because of money. They they've been arguing now over the pay um, of what what he what was asked for. Um, Let's see. If but we I mean, have- it seems like it seems like money, even before the whole pandemic and not being able to have crowds and stuff, money's come up quite a few times. Quite in, a few in issues with fights. Yeah, he had come up and asked him uh, that. I guess uh, Dana White was saying that he was wanting Deontay Wilder money. He was wanting thirty million and all this kind of stuff. And uh, John Jones refutes it. Says there's no way. There's no no time. Um, did I ever ask for that? And you can release 10. Of course, Dana White goes back and says, well, I have text messages that prove it. And he says, well, go ahead and release them. Um, and then I think one of my favorites was John Jones kind of picked his words wrong. And he said, you know, Dana quit trying to tarnish, you know, my record or quit trying to tarnish my legacy. And Dana White immediately is like, wait, 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 tar- I tarnished you. You've done a pretty good job of doing that yourself, right. buddy. Right. <laughs> I mean, we all remember the event. I think it was UFC. Was that one UFC? What was the one where John Jones pulled out of the event? Dana White went on the tirade about how this will be the event that John Jones killed. Right. I mean, right. I, everyone right. was like, eh, I mean, I understand he didn't want to fight on short notice. It was only against Chael Sonnen. And, you know, I remember. Yeah, everyone- I mean, also, also think about an event where we moved an event from Vegas to California for John Jones. For John, exactly. So, I mean, you, so- you know. We, we got all kinds of stuff going on there, but the back and forth has been at least a little entertaining. I mean, um, yeah, you know, any entertain, any distraction or entertainment from what's really going on right now. I'm, I'm all for anything that can make me check of this stuff instead of like news or what's, what's really reality happening. Yeah. I, I'm for. I mean, you got, you know, a reporter asked Dana, Hey, let me see the text messages. And instead he says, you know, Oh, I, I have them. Uh, you know, who do you believe? Who do you believe? Why, why the fuck would I lie? What do I have to gain about this? Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't really care. I could, I could care less, you know, and I've never tarnished oh. you. And then John Jones is like, look, he asked you for the messages. Instead, you give a 55 second response about why you would lie. He's like, in no point that I ever demand anything from Dana. I simply asked for a super fight and to be compensated for it. You're the one who started talking about negotiations publicly and showing how much you're withholding from your athletes. We've had very dis, you know, respectful conversations. And I love that you're trying to paint this picture of me being an angry guy and being disrespectfully asking for money when in no way uh, that's the case. And you're also bringing out, bringing up my out of cage affairs to justify the payments that you've been paying me. Uh, you're just talking all the big guy stuff and not actually caring. Right. And, and do I believe that at some point they were like, well, maybe we want some Deontay money. I believe that might've been said. Yeah. I don't believe they said out. Of, I don't believe they said out of figure. And we're like, we want thirty million. We yeah. want forty million. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see again. And then of course, John Jones just keeps hitting. You know, there are no texts. Dana White won't release anything because there aren't any. There's no way he can he can do it. You know. So my point is, is like, is there a conversation between Dana White and John Jones or John Jones's management, Dana White, that they that John Jones's side could release and be like, look, this is what we've asked for. This is what we were talking about. This is where he may have thought we were saying Deontay Wilder style money. And then get people more on his side? Or do you think it's smart of him to just be like, look, we didn't just we're dropping in. Dana White could be Dana White. We're gonna be John Jones and just move from there. Right. That, I think that's the smartest thing is just to let let Dana White run his mouth and do whatever he wants to do. When has Dana White ever lied to us, guys? Right. He never has, right? <laughs> He's not a liar. <laughs> not that anybody could well, I, I we have proved it. But anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, it's been a fun little, uh, like I said, distraction there. we got John Jones, Dana White going back and forth. Um, John Jones, oh, yeah, so then uh, he said, John Jones said fine, that he would drop the light heavyweight belt, that he would just drop it. And, uh, right, and take, off, take two years hiatus. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll vacate. He's like, I'm sure, like, release me from my contract. Somebody else will pick yeah. me up. Um, you know, if it's because I can't hold two belts at one time because everybody else has done that, I'll drop the belt and let me fight for heavyweight. And then Dana White's just only response is, is, well, he's the greatest to ever do it. And if he wants to uh, retire or do that to his career, that's up to him. He's made enough money. <laughs> right. Right. And he has. He's He's got quite a bit of money. I don't know how much he still has. but I'm sure he does, yeah. Um, and then this kind of led to uh, George Mazdaval also having an issue uh, he thought he was in in line for the for the welterweight title. Apparently, talks have reached an impasse over uh, compensation, um, and they said that uh, now after this fight, we'll get to here in a minute. Gilbert Burns instead might be getting the shot against Maz, or against Usman um, instead of Mazdaval. And he says, if I'm not worth the money, I straight up on Twitter, I'm, I'm not. If I'm not worth it, let it go. Why make me fight for half of what I've made in my last fight? just because this guy can't draw. And don't tell me about the pandemic when reports today it's the highest the stock market's been and you guys are buying an island. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, you can buy stuff without money. Yeah. On approved credit. Um, and, then, I mean? and then Dana White's credit says, look, you've got enough money to buy big islands, let me repeat, for the billionth fucking time. I did not buy an island. We did not buy an island. We are using an island. The reason we're doing an island is so that fighters from out of Europe and the rest of the world can make money and still work because they can't get into the United States. They can't right. go to different places. We, we did not buy an island. We are doing infrastructure. In fact, part of that news was the first date of the island of Fight Island or whatever you want to call it is going to be uh, July 11th, but it's not going to be – we don't own the island. They're just helping with the infrastructure there and making it so that they can bring <laughs> fighters there. And then I think this part was really funny is that Dana White said, anybody that doesn't want to fight doesn't have to. John Jones, Mastball, anybody doesn't want to, it's whatever. If it's even about the pandemic, it does not matter. If you guys are independent contractors, this isn't the NFL where I can make you. You come to practice, you do this, and you're going to get a fine or whatever. These guys can do whatever they want. They can say, I'm not begging people to fight. We offer the three fights in the contract. You either take them or not. Right. Now, this, to me – do you think it's smart of Data White to be like mentioning these things when we've already had multiple years of talks about a fighters' union? To be like, look, yeah, we're not I mean, NFL if if you guys don't, right, right. We, but we've had the multiple years of talks. But I mean, where has it gone? It hasn't gone anywhere. 
And there's been people screwed left and right. I mean, you still got, from what I understand, I think Mark Hunt is still in court. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I saw something. I, I, I saw something earlier today, too. Let's see if I can quickly find it. I guess they pulled a bunch of fighters to ask who would best represent them in a union. Let me see if I can find Leslie it. Leslie Smith. Leslie Smith. <laughs> no, and it wasn't <laughs> Leslie Smith, and that was what I thought was funny. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Let's scroll down here. Are you scrolling? What, what sparring footage are you waiting for, Pixels? Pixels said he's still waiting for sparring footage. He must be. It must be that uh, footage from uh, the boxer when he fought uh, McGregor. Remember, they showed us <laughs> three seconds, and there's yeah, a whole other thirteen minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. Here is the Ben Folks on MMA uh, from the Athletic said asking fighters who would they would pick to lead a union uh number one at 24.6 percent said conor mcgregor should lead the fighters union <laughs> he, he won't he's already got his money had they been in a union he wouldn't have made the money he made uh number two 17 said daniel cormier 11 said george st pierre six percent chael sonnen four percent Dominant Cruz, Leslie Smith coming in at three percent of the vote. Yeah, I can see, I can see Cormier, and then as my uh, what are they called? Uh, as my union rep, I would take Shale. What? He really? Yeah, he would lie to both of us. He would I was going to say, like, lies. I just don't think Shale's the guy, man. Like, why not somebody like Brian Stan? You know what I mean? I I, Shale, Shale's like one of those guys. Like when he's sitting with you, he's like, okay, fuck management. You know, this is what we're going to do. And then when he sits down with management, he's like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck the fighters. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. You know? And he's like, yeah, hey, I don't know what happened, man. We tried to work something out, and it just never worked out. I don't know. I don't yeah, know to both it. sides. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Tune in to bad guy to find out what happened. Bad guy, find out. I feel like, what about like somebody like somebody like Brian Stan? I feel like he'd be an upstanding guy. He fought for a long time. Uh, he's got, you know, military background. He's got, uh, I feel like he's done, he's led a few organizations. I, I feel like that would be a good guy. I don't even and know he if he had, went involved. I mean, he's been out know, of MMA. He had such a bad taste in his mouth when all this, when everything started getting really bad. Remember, he's like, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to renew my contract. They even offered him a little more money. He's like, nah, I'm going to finish think, my education and I'm going to do some other stuff. I feel like DC would be good too. I'm okay with DC. Yeah, but I think DC just wants to get out of everything altogether. I mean, he's got a lot of kids doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, not right now, because obviously wrestling and all that's kind of shut down for a little bit, you know? Have you watched any of the pro wrestling with the no audience? Yeah. There's nothing else on. I've I've watched anything with no audience. I've watched NASCAR, bro. I have never watched NASCAR in my life. You never watched it with your dad? I thought your dad's a big NASCAR guy. My dad's a big NASCAR. I'm not. Uh, I almost watched the virtual where it was basically guys playing video games, but then I had to stop because I was so mad because I used to get mad at kids who would watch other kids play video games on YouTube. So, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be those people. Yeah. Uh, I watched Willie's coming after me now. What do you mean? Those people, what people, some of the pro wrestling and it was, it's just odd, man. You can't play up to a crowd and be, a heel and a baby, like it just doesn't make sense. You're talking to no one. You're talking like it just. I don't know. How it, come it, you don't it, use it, I, like, track. I guess if you crowd tracks, 
Like I laugh tracks, crowd tracks. You would think, right? They got to be able to do something. I mean, there was rumors that WWE used to do that anyway. In a live show, they'd pump in noise to try to sway the crowd one way or another. Yeah, so pump in crowd noise. <laughs> that would be cool, man. I still think what they should do is they should uh, film it, right? And then film an audience watching it and then splice it together when they actually release it. Or why can't they have a crowd join outside watching it on the screen? You're not supposed to have crowds, Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they're six feet apart or 30 feet. I know I seen that you snuck off to San Francisco. So I know you've seen some stuff up there. Yeah, we were in a public park along with other people. Other people. We're not supposed to leave the county. You're putting the whole county at risk. I never saw. I'm calling calling Barbecue Becky and Karen. (laughs) (laughs) You're six feet apart. I followed all the rules, sir. (laughs) No, I. Yeah, we went up. We took off to the lakes, you know. And again, nobody up there seems to believe that that anything's happening. You know, I I launched my boat, and immediately, guy comes up. Hey, man. Fishing? You fishing? What's going on? I'm like, back the up, bro. If I can feel your breath, you're poisoning me. I I don't know. All right. So we had the UFC on ESPN was last weekend, right? Was that the 30th? Yeah. We could go. Time is weird right now. This Blur's Day stuff is weird. Uh, Yeah. There's there's not a, it's like, okay, like I, I went back to work, but there's still not like a day of the week, you know? It's what are we doing today? Doesn't mean is what are we doing on Friday? What are we doing on Thursday? It's what are we doing today? What are we doing tomorrow? That's it. <laughs> yeah, when you when you posted the thing of Rick, you know, it's like, oh my god, what do we do? Why are we doing this? I was like, that's exact. That's how I feel every day. Every I stare day. at my wife. I stare <laughs> at my wife when she's getting ready because the work at home, you know. Yep. And then I'm on call, so I have to be ready to go at any point. And then nothing happens. We're just that's the day. That's the day. <laughs> All right, so we had you uh, UFC on ESPN. Woodley Burns was the headliner. So um, anything stand out to you? I really liked um, the. I mean, Caitlin, 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 Caitlin. Well, firstly, let's start off with the, the the prelim. Caitlin Chugagan defeating Antonia Shevchenko was a big surprise to me. Uh, unanimous decision. Uh, she showed some big big time toughness for sure. Well, she um, finally she finally brought her power. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't enough. But and again, it, it's it's hard to finish her. But you know, she could take a beating. But she finally brought the power and everything that we've all been waiting for. I thought. Yeah. I just don't think she put it all t- together enough to finish her. But then again, I mean, it, it, she's a hard girl to finish. She could take a beating for sure. And then uh, Mackenzie Dern getting. I think I saw the first ever uh, leg lock submission by a female in the UFC. Okay. Yeah, gets the knee bar. A knee bar. Okay. I thought it was a heel hook. But anyway. And then, you know, I watched the rest of them, but obviously the biggest one that stands out, Gilbert Burns defeating Tyron Woodley uh unanimously and very dominantly. Um, Why did he let up on him in the first? I feel I, he could have finished him in the first and he kind of let up on him. I feel like he wanted to make sure that he could go all five because if he Let's everything go, and for some reason, Woodley survived the bell, and now he's gassed. You know what I mean? I think there would have been an issue. So I think he was he was playing it smart. I think his, his corner was telling him, all right, let's give him everything. Okay, hold on. Now let's give him everything. All right, now let's hold on. You know what I mean? They got to make sure 
Because you never know. It's MMA, man. Anything could happen. So, uh, But I will say this. I said this that same night. I, I've been saying this for however long. I said this to Eric. He hit me back up and was uh, – It took long enough to get back. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric was hitting me up the day of, who you got in this fight? And I said, you know what? I am think I'm taking Burns. And he goes, what? I mean, Woodley's former champ, da-da-da. Woodley, to me, has never been as impressive as Woodley thinks he is. He was yeah. always touting himself off as the greatest of all time at welterweight. That needed to stop from day one. We said that. Uh, we always talked about there's no way he should be saying that. Yes, he was a title holder. Do I think he was going to be a long-term title holder? No, I felt he was just a guy in transition. Uh, Woodley right. has talent. He is a very, very good wrestler. He has heavy hands. He does that nice pawing with the left, and that, that right hook. He dropped Robbie Lawler with it. He dropped Koscheck, which made me so happy back in the day to see that happen when it happened. <laughs> but he was never somebody to me that was dominant. And then we saw it against Usman when Usman took the title. But I think I really saw it in Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns put the pressure to Tywin Woodley and just kept it there the whole time and just dominated bell to bell. Dominated bell to bell. Yeah. Yeah. So he, again, he, and he continued to do what he needed to do every round. Every um, round. But in the third, you could tell I, I got a little worried. I don't know. I know a lot of these guys got to get past a certain hump of cardio yeah, when sure. they can't win. And then I was like, oh shit, he, he's looking. You know. But the good thing was Woodley was beat up and tired enough that I don't think he could even if even if he, the, the yoke was completely busted. I don't think he had the ability to take advantage of that. Was it? Maybe it was just me. I asked uh, Kyle, who was watching it with me when we were we were there at work. Um, Burns looks don't know shit. Burns looked surprisingly strong <laughs> against Woodley, and I felt like Woodley could never get enough leverage or have enough strength to turn or push Burns around. I felt Burns looked really, really strong and was able to keep him in place. Do you agree with oh, that? I, well, I feel like the. Uh... They took a lot of Woodley's and, – and here's the thing. You have a lot of video of Woodley to dissect. You don't have a lot of video of Burns. And, and the fights that Burns has had is kind of, you know, been one-dimensional uh, as to what he does. So I think a lot of what you see what he did to Woodley was what they dissected in video. And he used – like he used a lot of Woodley's own positioning against him. Yeah, I mean, there, there was quite a bit. I mean, Burns has been around since 2014 in the UFC, but, I mean, it's never been – I mean, and he's had a couple big names, obviously, lately, but nothing big maybe up to that point. So I can kind of see where you're saying with that. It, I, I really felt, you know, obviously uh, Burns's background in jiu-jitsu was going to come into play, and that's where he was going to do really well. Um, I felt the wrestling was about even, um, and the hands were about even. I know me and Eric had talked about, you know, there was times – when Burns in other fights previous to this, you know, got caught when he shouldn't have, or he, uh, you know, got reversed when he shouldn't have. Having the jiu-jitsu background that he does, it should have been easy, but it, for some reason wasn't there. Um, but I, like I said, I, I took Burns in the beginning of this fight, and I'm very yeah. happy that he got the win. Yeah. Now we get to see possibly him against Kamar Usman. It's a very interesting fight. I still want to see Mazdaval first. Mazdaval deserves it. Um Hopefully they can get this money thing worked out. Yeah, hopefully they can, for sure. Um, and then moving on from there, obviously we have the big fight that is uh, a big card that's going on tomorrow. This is on pay-per-view, uh, UFC 250. Can you believe we're at UFC 250, man? This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 finally. 
The first pay-per-view I bought, I think, was UFC like 54 or something like that. It's crazy. I mean, you know, and I've seen them all. I've, I have the library. We can go over here to the TV. We have them all, but it's just crazy right. to get UFC 250 now, and we're still still going strong. Um, I remember, I remember the big celebration at 100. We got to 100. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. one of the first ones we had at, at at the 108 when I used to work out there. Man, it was like I think we started it started doing pay per views at UFC 98, and I was like, we got to get pay per view before 100. We yeah. have to get pay per view before 100. Like it's gonna be huge. And if you count them all, if you count them all, aren't we over 700? Yeah, it's yeah, the amount is absolutely insane. If you count all the fight nights and the and the fight for the troops and the you know all the little tiny ones that are there. Even tough. It's yeah. going tough. Tough finale. Because I, I like what somebody said. These fights that are happening, you know, at the apex or, you know, this is this is super tough. Yeah. That's really what it is, you know? That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's definitely what it feels like. It feels a little weird, yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah, so we got um, – let's see what's got here on the car. Let's get on the, the – on fight pass. Uh, hang, on, hang on a second. Hang on oh, a second. We got, we got questions here. Now we got we got Woodley's Woodley style over his career he crafted was dependent on speed and power but as a 38 year old that speed will start to drop and continue to fade and I mean that's kind of like what we said about John Jones that eventually John Jones won't lose to a fighter John Jones will lose to time yeah John Jones is definitely going to lose the time in, in the longer unless he retires before it all is done but I, I definitely agree with you there <laughs> Ernie that uh, he's kind of getting up there he's slowing down maybe he needs to go back to uh, his rap career which uh, was what it was. I, mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't really, really can go rap, you know? Yes. That's what you want Something. to call it. Yeah. Uh, so what we got here on the, on the early prelims fight pass ESPN plus you've got at catchway Evan Dunham going against Herbert Burns, Alonzo Minifield up against Devin Clark and Hussier Formiga against Alec Perez. Obviously that Hussier Formiga uh, Perez fight should be a pretty good fight. Uh, that's going down at flyweight. Uh, preliminary card on ESPN, the regular ESPN, which you can catch. This is probably one of the only live sporting events that's happening besides cornhole and uh, drone racing and Madden uh, on ESPN. Uh, you got Charles Bird going up against Makai Pitolo, uh, Cody Stammen against Brian Keller, Ian uh, Heinch against Jared Mirschkat, and Alice Alexis. Uh, Alex Caceres, uh, Bruce Leroy, going against Chase Hooper. Is anything stand out there that you want to focus on or that you are excited to see? Uh, the the Caceres Hooper fight. Caceres Hooper. That's going. Yeah, I think it, I think it should be pretty good. Pretty or good it could fight. be over quick. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's MMA man. Anything it, can happen. It would be funny if uh, Caceres can get him to the ground and submit him. That'd be great. I think. Yeah. And uh, the main card's got a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice little undercard here. Bantamweight Eddie Wineland. I'm a huge, been a long time fan of Eddie Wineland. Um, back in the day, he was a guy who was tenacious. Uh, I would consider him a uh, very violent competitor. I always feel like he always brings it, and he always is going to be trying to stop a guy, cut a guy, end a guy's career. Like this guy has always, always been out there and always been a very good fighter. Eddie Wineland going up against Sean O'Malley. He wants to derail the Sean O'Malley hype train. How do you feel about that? Uh, like I said, uh, the last Sean O'Malley fight, I didn't expect a lot from him. I thought that he had kind of been taking it kind of, you know, taking it relaxed. He, he proved a lot of people wrong. And I, I think, I think, uh, I hope to see the power that O'Malley brought at the beginning. I hope to see it in this fight. 
Yeah, Eddie Wineland, like I said, is, is a big-time veteran. He's fought off and on for the past three years. He's only had one fight each year in the past three years, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think at one point he did call for his retirement uh, and then came back out, but he is coming back uh, to fight uh, Sean O'Malley, and Sean O'Malley is definitely a rising star in the UFC and, and has the potential to make this a really great fight. I think this is a good veteran I just, fight. I just hope he, he's not a porcelain doll because, you know, I mean, what, what, didn't he break a little bit? Last time, or you know, yeah, but I think this is. I think this is a good veteran fight for him to start uh, the rise. I mean, he's not, not not that he hasn't been fighting good guys, but I just think you get somebody with the experience that Eddie Wineland has. This this will be a good test uh, for Sean O'Malley. Next fight we have is welterweight Neil Magny going up against Anth- uh, Anthony Rocco Martin. I am rooting for uh, Neil Magny in this fight. It's going to be a good one. Um, anything on that one there yourself? Mm, not really. I don't got a dog in the fight. I think I think it'll be a good fight, uh, but I, I'm not rooting one way or the other. <laughs> you got uh, Aljamain Sterling going up against Corey Sanhagen. I really like this fight. Um, well, you like Sterling, so I'm just I'm gonna have to go Sanhagen on this. Well, all right yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go the yodeler. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go the absolute opposite direction of you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, split decision. Gotta have a split decision. Gotta have it. Um, I think let me see if I can do this real quick. Uh who do we got there at the top? Bringing up the official rankings that don't matter that uh, our friend Eric votes on. <laughs> I like when he, he's so happy like he gets to vote and like I want to tell him, I was like, but it doesn't matter, right? Not supposed to. So, yeah, we have uh, obviously the bantamweight title has been vacated because um, Triple C uh, has has decided to retire. Um, and you got the, the no, title. I heard, he, I heard he's already scheduled for a fight next uh, month. I haven't seen anything yet. Maybe see, let's see if I can find that here. Let's see. <laughs> Henry Zahudo. Let's see if there's any news up on the on the Googles there. On the yeah. Google, looking on looking on the Google. Allegedly, he's he's uh, scheduled to fight Ryan Gar- Ryan Garcia. Isn't that just wrestling, though? Oh, who's Ryan Garcia? <laughs> exactly. Oh, boxing. yeah, he wants to box. He thinks he's going to box Ryan okay. Garcia. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, so you got uh, Marlon Morales, who just lost to Triple C at the top there. Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan, in my opinion, should be for the title. Um, However, we're going to have number two, Aljamain Sterling, against Corey Sanhagen, and they're saying Peter Yan's going to be fighting Jose Aldo possibly for the title. I don't agree with that. I think that this needs to be – this should be the wasn't one that's – Wasn't the Yan-Aldo fight supposed to happen like two cards ago? Um, possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, and, and obviously we just had Dominic Cruz lose, and then that's when um, you know Triple C walked away. I still believe, though – the Aljamain Sterling uh, is is he's number two for a reason. That's a ranking I do agree with. I just don't understand why they haven't put him against Peter Yan for the title, and why they're putting him against Corey Sanhagen not for the title. I don't know. They'll figure that out. Then you got at same at bantamweight. You got Cody Garbrandt making his return up against Rafael Asuncao. Um Cody Garbrandt. He says he's here to take it back. That he's he's had other things in his life come up that have caused him on his downswing, but now his life is together. Um, and he is ready to come back. Remember, he had lost uh, against TJ Dillashaw twice, lost the title, didn't win the rematch. TJ Dillashaw had to drop the title due to the uh, PEDs he was taking. He fought Pedro Munoz and lost with a KO uh, and hasn't really looked the same. That was back in March of 2019. Hasn't looked the same since. Obviously, this will be his comeback fight from that uh, long layover. 
Uh, I'm interested to see Cody Garbrandt uh, come back and be and be pretty strong. So, um, I I don't know. Rafael Sunsal is a is a strong, uh, tough tough guy. Uh, he is a guy that I think uh, is good. I I don't. I don't understand. Garbrandt's, Garbrandt's got that target on his chin now, you know. For sure, it's so big. I mean, the target is so big; it's almost like a Duncan boot, you know. <laughs> that spot, and then he's just gonna fall in the pool. I, I, do think, I do think Rafael Sunsau is a good fight for him, having lost to Marlon Morales, who's at the top there, and Corey Sanhagen, who's just above. I do think this is a good comeback fight um, for him uh, to get back in. If 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 he says that he is change things. You know what I mean? If he says that he is ready uh, to, to retake the, the title, I think this is a good fight for him. Um, yeah. And then obviously you got your main event, uh, the women uh, for the women's featherweight title. Uh, you got Amanda Nunes against Felicia Spencer. All right, how worried are you about Spencer? You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's had she she's beaten Megan Anderson, right? She turns around and and she beat Sorensen back in the day. She won. She was the former Invicta featherweight champion. She she beat Pam Sorensen, leaves Invicta, comes to the UFC, beats Megan Anderson, kind of derails that hype a little bit. Turns around, fights Chris Cyborg, and loses obviously. But she right. hung in there. She hung in there with Chris Cyborg, and then turns around and. and and returns and gets the win over uh, Zahira Fajiran Dos Santos, gets a big TKO. Um, but we've talked about this for a long time. Since Amanda Nunes, um, her comeback and this tear, uh, since what, 2015? Uh, she, had right. that, she had that loss to Cat Zagano and then has come back and just completely dominated and tore apart the women's division, beating everybody. That's anybody in the division. I, I I can't think of one person that's in the rankings right now that I think would give her ch- a trouble, or I can't think of anybody in the rankings right now that I think she needs to fight to prove anything. Um, I, I'm trying to look right now. I mean, a fight with uh, Willie Zhang would be fantastic, um, but I don't think it's necessary. And again, that's a huge division. That's straw weight to, you know, to, to featherweight or bantamweight. That's not going to happen, but everybody else, I pretty much feel like a man of noon's gone through. I mean, you got right. maybe, maybe uh, um, Juliana, <laughs> Juliana Pena eventually, but I, I, I don't, I don't even think that's necessary. Um, maybe somebody else can, can, chime in there but uh i I think obviously amanda nudes is going to continue to dominate for a little while i mean we said the same thing though about ron at the time at the time you know what i mean the undefeatable undefeatable there's no one left there's no one left and then someone comes along and has it figured out um but i haven't seen anybody rise like amanda nudes rise uh recently so there will be somebody eventually but i just do not think unfortunately um that that person is, is going to be Felicia Spencer. I could be wrong, but uh, I'm definitely going to Amanda Nunes on this fight. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm at, I'm at Amanda Nunes, too. Uh, and <laughs> I, know. I think next week on uh, UFC, on, on ESPN+, Plus, if you have ESPN+, Plus, there's a card that's being filled out right now in the women's flyweight division. Jessica I, Cynthia Cavallo, uh, Calvijo. Um, I know Andre Tachifili is on that card. I think Tyson Nam's on that card. There's a couple things they're putting together. Uh, that one's also going to be out of the Apex Center. Um, 
Is anybody else? I mean, maybe I'm just because of everything that's been going on, not following as much, but is there any other event? I know they had a Titan FC event recently, um, but I feel yeah, like there's, there's Titan every, FC. Everybody gets some stuff in Florida, so. But everybody else is pretty much on lockdown still, right? Bellator's trying to figure something out right now. That's for what I heard. And Bare Knuckle, too. Bare, bare Knuckle's are, trying to work. Are we doing Bellator Bare Knuckle Island? Or are they getting their own island? I don't know. Are they going to rent it? Well, can you do it on a, uh, uh, what do you call that? A riverboat in Kansas like a, City, right? Yeah, like a floating barge or something. Like, they got to be able to do something. Oh, my God. In the Delta? <laughs> on a float in the Delta? I know promoter. He might is, be a janky promoter, he, but I might know him. Is he still is he still a promoter? <laughs> anyway, uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. If there's anything that we missed, I'm sure there's still a lot that we missed, but that's what we're gonna cover for this week. We I will try just to be back. glad that we're back for right yeah. now. I'm gonna keep know? trying to make this happen, still trying to come down here. I'm trying to get my I got my work schedule, I think figured out where we can make this happen uh every Friday once again, somewhere around the two thirty hour. Uh, yeah, we miss you guys. I miss being here. I miss being there. I miss the conversations. I miss, I miss being in there. And as soon as I can get over whatever the hell is going on, and I know we're safe to be in the same room, we can put Plexi in between. I know, but it, it's just it's just weird. I'm you in a high risk job. You're in you, a high risk job. You I don't want to kill you. I don't want you to kill me. You could go in the Rusky guitarist room and hang out in there, and then I'll hang out here, and then we're in the same building. I'm going to need a lot of cable. <laughs> a lot of cable. A lot of cable. A lot of cable. I think I got the mic cord. I'm just going to need something for the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's your show. Uh, again, we are Split Decision. We will try to be your weekly MMA podcast, bringing to you thing. But obviously, because we're not here as often as we'd like to be, you can always go to my MMA news. They are constantly on it. Eric is still employing writers, and they are going out there. Apparently, he's buying other places now. Uh, and absorbing all their writers and, and making it so that MMA news is going to be found 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year at MyMMAnews.com. Also, we're brought to you by Health Labs. And guess what? I know we were trying to promote Health Labs because they had cheap MMA blood work for MMA fighters, and that's not really happening right now. But unless you're in Florida, I guess you could still use Health Labs to go get tested right, in Florida. Right. But they have COVID testing uh, as well as – COVID antibody testing. And I believe our coupon still works. I don't know. Remember what it is. I think it's MMA news, right? My MMA Maybe. news is, is the code. We'll try, to get that, try to get that from Eric, but I know for a fact, uh, you could go on to healthlabs.com, sign up, get yourself uh, the antibody test. And if that's something that you need or you're worried about, and we're always here at the SinCal studios. Well, at least one of us are, um, and they are back <laughs> open to sell their retail their, uh, They have uh, piercing jewelry, um, they have incense. Uh, they can help you out with those such things. Right on. Yeah, that's it. You guys have a good night, and we will see you uh, virtually at the fights. Yeah, something. <laughs>